Amen and amen and amen. And tonight, we're going to uh, be moving around just a little bit. Uh, praise God that uh, Resurrection Sunday is on the way. But even greater than that, I'm glad to know that the tomb is empty. <laughs> Tonight the tomb is empty, and we worship, and we praise a risen Savior today. Praise God, praise God, praise God. If you would, take your Bibles. We're going to be pointing to Calvary in the garden tonight. Mark chapter number 14, verses 32 through 49 tonight. And uh, I pray that you open up your heart tonight to the, uh, not only the reading of the Word of God, but the preaching of the Word of God. May God be praised. May your hearts be opened. May God give us His Word tonight. I ask you this, have you come expecting tonight? Have you come expecting tonight? Mark 14, verses 32, beginning in verse number 32. Tonight, the Word of God says this, And they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit ye here, while I shall pray. And he taketh with him Peter and James and John, and began to be sore amazed, and to be very heavy. And saith unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. Tarry ye here, and watch. And he went forward a little, and fell on the ground, and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. And he cometh and findeth them sleeping. And saith unto Peter, Simon, sleepeth thou? Couldst not thou watch one hour? Watch ye and pray lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, God, I do thank you for your word. God, I thank you for the power of your word, God. And God, tonight I pray we open up our hearts, dear God, to receive, God, your precious word. God, I pray. God, I pray you do a work in us. God, I pray you change us. God, I pray you draw us closer to you. Remove me, God. Remove me, God. And speak tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Mark chapter 14, verses 32 through 49. I didn't read them all, but we'll get there uh, tonight. Maybe we'll see. But we're looking at pointing to Calvary in the garden. Uh, it's no surprise um, tonight. It won't be any surprise uh, where we're going and where we are. Many are familiar with this passage of Scripture. But boy, what a reminder is it to us tonight. You see, there is no greater example than the Lord Jesus Christ. And tonight, that's what we see yet again, a great example from the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> I don't have to... Uh, tell you tonight, you've probably experienced this for yourself, but boy, in today's time, uh, there is something being ridiculed, there is something being attacked in a mighty way. And can I tell you tonight, it's one word, prayer, prayer. Prayer is being attacked tonight, uh, prayer is being 
uh, ridiculed. Prayer is even being mocked. And uh, can I tell you, it is not going to get any easier in the day in which we live. But I want to tell you this, that's where the power is, folks. If we really want to get plugged in uh, to God's will for our life, if we really want to get plugged in to making it to be uh, what God would have us to be, we must have a prayer life. It is not enough to walk through this life and uh, doing it our way, in our will, and expect God to bless. No, we need to be on our face before God, seeking Him. You say, preacher, how many times do I need to pray? Well, Paul said this, pray without ceasing. Now, what does that mean tonight? You see, the first thing, people give up on that scripture. They give up on that passage because they don't really understand it. But if you know that passage of scripture, you know this, it's an attitude, it is a heart, it is a condition, a mindset of prayer to God. And can I tell you tonight, no matter where you are, you can have an attitude and a heart to pray, to seek the face of God. It doesn't matter what your job is. It doesn't matter where you work. don't matter where you sleep. don't matter where you live. It don't matter where you go. I don't care even where you shop. You can have a prayerful attitude, folks. And that's what Paul was talking about there. And I thank God tonight... That's exactly what we can do. We can have an attitude of prayer, an attitude of prayer. But look at our great example here. Let's see exactly what is going on. Well, here we know they've left the upper room. We know that they're going down into the uh, garden. The Word of God tells that in verse 32. And they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit ye here while I shall pray. Now here it is. Jesus, knowing exactly what's coming, Jesus, knowing exactly what's going on, what does he do? What does he decide to do? What does he know he's going to do? He's going, hey, he's not going out for a picnic. Huh? He's not going out to groan or to moan and to whine about what is to take place. Yet we find Christ here. He's going out to pray. He's going out to to pray. Boy, no better example for you and I today than finding ourselves in prayer to God. In prayer to God. I ask you this tonight. If Jesus himself prayed to the Father, why in the world do we think we don't need to pray? Surely we need prayer. Surely we need prayer, folks. You and I need prayer. And we see that with the example that Jesus sets before us. See, as they arrived to the place, Jesus gave instruction to the disciples to sit there, and He took Peter and James and John with Him. And then notice in verse number 33, And He taketh with Him Peter and James and John, and began to be sore amazed. Sore amazed. Can I tell you tonight, words matter. Words matter. Verse number 33, Jesus began to be sore amazed. What was, uh, what was being brought to him? Now think about this. Why was he sore amazed? Why was he so heavy? Can I tell you this? It was the sin of the entire world, the sins of the entire world that were being brought to him. You say, I don't believe that. Well, you don't have to believe it, but it is true. He began to become weighed down. Why? Because he knew the future. Can I tell you this? Christ has went before us. Christ knows what is coming. He knows what will take place. 
And can you imagine the sins of the entire world being placed upon his shoulders? Oh, folks, think about that tonight. What was being brought to him, oh, was the world of our sin. The very horror of Calvary. What do you mean the horror of Calvary? He knew how he would be beaten. He knew how he would be mocked. He knew how he'd be spit upon. Hey, he knew that whipping post that he'd be tied to. He knew all of these things to come. But yet he was there. He was there. And what did he do? He did not whine about it. Oh, no, he didn't whine about it. But he prayed. Oh, but he prayed. What an example to us. You see, that sore amazed is to be stunned with astonishment, a pain from great shock. From great shock. Oh, can you imagine when all of the sin of the entire world was there before him? We, we, we don't have a clue, folks, tonight. Really. We don't have a clue. Jesus taking on our guilt and our shame. And Jesus being made sin for us. Oh, think about that tonight. I tell you, it breaks my heart to know, hey, that I'm a part of that. I'm a, I'm a part of the reason why He came and endured suffering and died and bled upon the cross of Calvary. Oh, to pay the price for my sins. Oh, my sins. Oh, what great love that He would come. He would come to pay and to, and to take our place, your place, and my place. Oh, think about that tonight. Oh, and notice he began to be very heavy. What does that look like? Being weighed down. Being weighed down with the sins of the world. Being depressed. Oh, can you, you say, wait a minute, we're talking about Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. That's right. Here is Jesus in his humanity, the God-man. Heavy, depressed. Oh, and friend, can I tell you, tonight, no matter what you have faced or what you've been through or how you even feel this very moment, Christ has already been there. He knows how you feel. You see, we never can say, nobody knows how I feel. We can't. Christ knows how we feel. He knows what it's like, oh, to be turned aside. And the very ones who say they're going to be there for you turn their back on you. He knows how it feels to be beaten and to be mocked and to be spit upon. Oh, he knows how it feels to be depressed. Yes, Jesus, the Son of the living God. Verse 34, he says, he says these words in verse 34, My soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. You say, preacher, what does that look like? That is intense grief. Intense grief surrounding him. Listen, surrounding him, his grief surrounding him to the point where he feels as if he would physically die. Can I tell you that would not take place no, why? Because Scripture says he would go to the cross and that he would die. And can I tell you, he was going to do the will of the Father all the way, folks, and he did. But can I also tell you that if it was you or I, there's no way we could have possibly 
begin to handle what he did. Oh, our bodies would have collapsed. Mm, to think of that tonight. What a Savior! What? Oh, what a Savior! The Savior Jesus Christ. The reality is we have no idea of the wickedness. The wickedness and the horrified sin that he bore. Oh, think about it tonight. And what does he do in the midst of all of that sorrow? And what does he do in the midst of all that grief? And what does he do in the midst of all that pain? Oh, look at what he does. <laughs> verse 36 or verse 35. And he went forward a little and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible the hour might pass from him now there's something you need to know in studying the text in greek words here there's uh, the word fail and there's the word prayed and there's the word prayed and can i tell you tonight those are key words they are continuing in the way that they're written in the greek they are a continuing action you say what do you mean is so special about that well think about it like this it was if he continued to fall he continued as he fell he continued as he prayed oh think about that this was not just a small prayer this was not just a few seconds but it was a continuing action that he did oh think about that tonight he prayed. He prayed. And what do we see out of this prayer? What do we see taking place here in the garden? Number one, we see this, and don't miss this, we see the will of God. We see the will of God. Oh, let me just tell you that through prayer, you will find confirmation. Through prayer, you will find assurance for the will of God. For the will of God. Look at here what we see. Prayer, powerful prayer. Verse 35, and he went forward a little and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. Verse 36, and he said, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Now that is very interesting. You say, what is so interesting about that preacher? Well, he first uses Abba. Now, see, that is a word that would be used by a child. huh? That is a word that would be used by a child, which translates to our English as daddy. Oh, think, of, oh, you, think about this today. Oh, think about it tonight. Oh, think about it as he's praying. Abba, Father. He, it's like he is saying, Daddy. Daddy. Can I tell you, as a child of God, you and I can childlike faith go before God Himself, Father God, hey, and we can say, Daddy! <laughs> Daddy! Oh, how special that is. You say, what's so special about that? Because when you look at it in a childlike way, and I'm not talking about immaturity, I'm talking about with the faith of a child, you see the trust, the very trust. Think about, uh, think about your case and the relationship that we have between sons and daughters and fathers. There is such a trust 
in your father. There's such a love for your father. And what do we see here? Him saying, oh, daddy. Daddy. Oh, how special that is. Oh, when the grief is so overwhelming. When the sorrow is so, hey, when the pain is so overwhelming, I can go to God in prayer. Daddy, fight my battle for me. Oh, Daddy, fight my battle for me. And guess what? Just like a childlike faith, I can put my trust knowing that He's there with me. I can put my trust in Him knowing He's fighting for me. Oh, thank God He's there for us, child of God. And then He combines Abba, comma, Father. Oh, and what do we see there? We see His deity when He says that. Oh, we see His deity. Not only is He coming, trusting Daddy, but He's using Father. And what is that a relation to? Eternity, creation, all of it. Can I tell you, Christ was there in the beginning. Not beginning at the beginning, but was already there in the beginning. Jesus was there. Oh, when they moved upon the water. <laughs> And they made man in the image of God. Oh, he was there, folks. He was there. His deity is not a thought or a dream. It is a reality. He is who he said he is. <laughs> he is the son of the living God. Oh, Abba, Father. Oh, what an expression that is that we see. What an expression that is that we see. What do we learn here as we read on? And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. Can I tell you, there was never a second that Jesus would have changed the plan for salvation. For the penalty of sin. Huh? Can I tell you that it was weighty? Can I tell you it was heavy? You better believe it. In Scripture we find that out. But can I tell you, he had given himself, he had given himself over to the will of the Father when he came, folks. There was no stopping him. There was no changing, hey, his mind to it. God, wrapped in flesh, was going to go all the way. And that's exactly what he did. Oh, we see the will of God. What does he say? Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. Verse number 37. And he cometh and findeth them sleeping, and saith unto Peter, Simon, sleepest thou? Couldest not thou watch one hour? Watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The Spirit truly is ready. But the flesh is weak. Preacher, where are you going with that? <laughs> the reality is, I see you and I tonight. The reality is, I see you and I tonight. And I just wonder in everything that we're facing. And everything that we're going through. I wonder if we're not so attentioned to what is going on around us. That we are taking our eyes off of Jesus Christ. We're taking our eyes 
off of the Lord. I ask you tonight, would you put your eyes on the prize, the Lord Jesus Christ? Boy, would you put your eyes on heaven tonight? Oh, there are so many things. It, listen, it is by no accident that all of this has taken place and this was supposed to be the worst week Oh, you think the timing is by coincidence. Can I tell you, nothing happens by coincidence. Oh, I wonder if the Lord isn't just wondering who we're going to put our eyes on. Who we're going to put our eyes on. See, we're not very far from, boy, these disciples. Here they are, they're found. Here he comes back. Three times Jesus went to pray. And three times he came back and they were asleep. And I wonder tonight, because I don't believe it's going to be long, folks. You don't have to look around. And I know some may, you, they not, may not want to hear it, but the reality is it will not be long. Jesus is going to call the church home. But I wonder the condition he'll find the church. I wonder the condition he'll find the child of God. Will he find us asleep? Oh, when we should be praying, when we should be seeking His will, when we should be following Him all the way, completely and fully trusting Him. How will He find us? Three times He found them asleep. Oh, God forbid that happened to us. I believe God is trying to wake us up, shake us up, to see Him for who He is, Almighty God. Oh, I pray we not be found asleep, church. Asleep. I said opening up that there's been great there's been great ridicule over prayer. And listen, whether you like a president or an administration, I don't really care. I don't get into politics. But I do pray for those in leadership. And when they call for prayer and they call for people to pray, you know what? That makes my heart happy. Yes, that makes my heart happy. But there's been so much ridicule over that. Boy, the media's had a field day with that. I ask you this. When that ridicule comes your way, are you going to keep on praying? When that ridicule comes your way, when that mocking comes your way, are you going to keep praying? Are you going to keep seeking the face of God? Can I tell you tonight, God's looking for a people who will do just that, who will seek Him no matter what, and not be found asleep, but be found praying. Oh, be found praying. We see here the will of God, but we also see the wickedness of man. What are you talking about, preacher? The wickedness of man found in Judas. Oh, and Judas, quickly tonight, as I read down quickly here, it says uh, in verse number uh, 42, he says, Rise up, let us go. Lo, he that uh, betrayeth me is at hand. And can I tell you, based off verse number 41, when Jesus said, It is enough, he knew exactly the moment that Jesus betrayed him. He knew exactly the moment that he sold him out. I pray you not sell him out. Sell your soul to sin. You sell your soul to sin, you've sold yourself to the devil. Rise up. Let us go. Lo, he that 
betrayeth me is at hand. And immediately while he yet spake, cometh Judas, one of the twelve, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. And he that betrayed him had given them a token, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he. Take him and lead him away safely. And as soon as he was come, he goeth straightway to him and saith, Master, Master, and kissed him. And they laid their hands on him and took him. Oh, betrayal. Oh, betrayal. Oh, can I tell you the worst kind of betrayal? The very symbol of love and affection is used by Judas. And if you study it out, when he says, Kissed in the word of God there. That is a fervent kiss. That is an intentional kiss. Can I tell you tonight? Intentionally he betrayed Christ. Intentionally he betrayed Christ. Oh, and he would pay the price. What a high price rejecting Christ is. You say tonight, if I reject Christ... You mean I'm betraying Christ? That's exactly what I mean tonight. Yes, that doesn't sound very nice, does it? But it is a reality. If you reject Christ, you betrayed Him. Hear me tonight. You deciding to not make a decision for Jesus is exactly making a decision for Jesus. To reject Him is to betray Him. When we really think about this week and everything that takes place, all from the garden to the mock trials, all the way to carrying the cross to Calvary. I, I, listen, I ask you to do this. Turn off the madness in this world. Turn off the madness in this world and open up your Bible and just look and see who Jesus is again. Oh, that He'd be real to you. Oh, that's what He wants is to be real to you. To be personal to you. Because He's coming again. He's coming again. I wonder tonight, are you prepared for His coming? Oh, are you prepared for His coming? There won't be a second chance. There won't be, wait a minute, let me go back for a moment. Can I tell you when he calls the church home or when he calls you to death because every man is appointed to die? The Lord tarries his coming. You will die. Are you ready? Are you ready to meet God face to face? I wonder tonight, why don't you receive him as your Lord and Savior? Child of God. Well, we're good at playing games. Maybe through all of this and through. Why don't we pray? Why don't we seek His face? Let me tell you something. If that was the connection point for Jesus, that's the connection point for us. Oh, what tool God has given us to communicate with Him. Prayer. Prayer. Sister, if you'd come and play. And I I just want to ask you tonight as... As we close in prayer and we close this service tonight. I wonder right where you are. 
Boy, right where you are, if you could just bow your head, maybe tonight you don't know the Jesus I'm talking about. Can I tell you, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But Jesus. <laughs> but Jesus who came. Jesus who bled and died. Jesus who gave it all. I wonder tonight. Oh, I wonder tonight, would you receive Him as your personal Lord and Savior? Child of God tonight. Oh, child of God tonight. Maybe it's the time that you ought to just really get real with your prayer life. Maybe tonight it's just a time for you to truly seek the face of God. Maybe it's a time for you to get your life right with Him. You see, we saw the will of God, but we also see the wickedness of man. And the reality is, apart from God, there's no good in us. There's only good in Him. So tonight as we pray, tonight as I pray and I close this out tonight, I wonder, boy, would you get your life right with God? He came that you could. He came that you could. Heavenly Father, God, I do thank you, God, for this. God, Wednesday, I thank you for Wednesday night, God. God, I pray that God will follow the example of your Son, Jesus Christ. God, not to whine about circumstance, but God, to pray. God, to ask you what you want to get out of us through this, God. God, that as a nation, as a people, as a world, people will see their need, God, for a Savior. God, that people turn to you. God, for you to heal us, God. Lord, how I love you. God, how I thank you. Lord, tonight you're our everything, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.